How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. So let me ask you this. Is it okay for college athletes to be able to profit financially from any endorsements that use their name or image or likeness? Mind you, these outside ventures have nothing to do with the college athletic scholarships they have, just a way to make some extra cash on the side and to, to do so without jeopardizing your college eligibility. Now, this issue has been bubbling up for a few years now, and it's very quickly coming to a head. All right, let me start at the beginning. For decades and decades in this country, there was a very distinct line between being a pro-athlete and being an amateur or college athlete. In short, if you signed a contract to play pro ball or ever got paid to play in a game, any game, your days as a college or amateur player were officially over. That was it. End of story. The same hard rules applied if you somehow tried to use or promote your name in a way related to sports. If you did that and you got caught, your days of playing in college were also done. Now, this, this is history. This goes back to the days of Jim Thorpe, who was paid a few bucks to play in a semi-pro uh, games over a course of a couple of seasons. That innocent move was seen as having transformed Jim Thorpe, one of the all-time great legendary athletes. That was seen as transforming him into a pro, and thus Thorpe had to forfeit all the medals he'd won in the Olympics. In short, he lost his amateur status because of a few dollars he made playing semi-pro ball, not affiliated or organized baseball, semi-pro. And that was the cautionary tale that many of us grew up with. Be careful about your, your amateur status because you make one wrong move, you're never going to have a chance to reclaim your amateur status, nor you ever have a chance to play in college. In fact, I can recall my dad. My dad telling me when he was growing up on Long Island in the late 1930s, that when he played semi-pro baseball, he would routinely change his name for the lineup. Why? Because he knew that when they passed the hat for a few bucks during those games, that of Duke University, where he matriculated, if they ever got wind of Bob Wolf getting pin money during the summer semi-pro leagues in New York, well, then my father's college baseball career would be officially over. He would be considered as a pro. But now let's fast forward to 2019, especially with so many top colleges making millions in profit from their sports team, primarily from TV contracts. This new movement has grown stronger and stronger that athletes should be able to cash in on their growing fame by signing whatever it might be, sneaker deals or doing TV commercials or whatever outside endorsement situations that come their way while they're still in college or perhaps even in high school. 
And they can do all of this and not jeopardize their amateur college playing status. Now, this is happening in California. I'm sure you've been reading about a new law that's planned to go into effect in California once the governor officially signs it. It basically says that all NCAA athletes can profit financially from the licensing of their name, their likeness, or from endorsements. And a similar but even far, even more far-reaching bill is here in New York State. It's being proposed that college athletes can collect as much as 15%, one five, 15% of any university's athletic revenues. Now, I want to talk about this issue this morning because I think it's just going to, if it happens, and I think it is going to happen, it's just going to have a devastating sea change effect on the NCAA, on the whole way we regard amateurs versus professionals, particularly at the collegiate level. And, of course, we'll take your calls at one 337 6666 Again, this is going to be a seismic shift in amateur sports in, the, in this country, and it might even spell the end of the NCAA. And quite frankly, it's just going to be seen as a stepping stone to the very next step where college athletes are paid by the universities. I mean, this is really going to blur the lines between amateur and pro athletes. And I, I, I'm curious as to what you think. I've talked to a lot of different people, and I think it's sort of breaking down on generational lines. People of the, of the old school say, no, 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 we're not going to do this, can't do this. Kids in their 20s and 30s say, what's the harm? Let's do it. Simple as that. Okay, let's start our conversation this morning. Let's go to our friend Ed Ward over in Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Ed, we lost you last week. Uh, we were on the he, phone, and all of a sudden you were gone. Did the cell phone die or something, or what? Yeah, I guess I didn't charge it the night before. I guess I didn't make make the adjustment to the new time change that you have, but I love it anyway. Good. Okay, well, tell me about tell me about your thoughts about this. Well, first of all, it, it's crazy how amateurism is, okay? I had a nephew who played um, college baseball, and he was ta- – he was um, – you know, you know, we would work out at a facility where he went to college, where the team trained, and the owner there asked him if would you like to do lessons and all that stuff. Right. So he said, "Sure, can you figure extra extra pocket money and all that stuff?" Yeah. He he had to get clearance from the college and the NCAA to see if he could do that, and they said he couldn't do that. I'm telling you, Ed, that's the world in which we grew up in. That that seems totally innocent. Kids in college wants to make a few extra bucks, even if he's on a college scholarship. You had to get clearance, had to get permission, and the school might say, nah, it looks like there's some sort of possible infringement of losing uh, your amateur status, so they're going to say no. That's, I think a lot of young athletes today don't understand that's how it's been for a good long time. I, I, you know, is it fair? I mean, the athletes tell us that, well, all my other, other kids in college who are, not on, uh, who are not athletes, you know, they're allowed to have part-time jobs. Why can't we? It's, it's, and 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 the, and the crazy part is that, as you know, because you're a former college baseball coach, it, it wasn't a full scholarship. It was no. academic plus academic. So again, you know, his father had to had to shell out money, for, you know, to finish up the, the the course. But he wanted to make some extra money so maybe he can go out at night with some of his teammates, maybe yeah. go to an event and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't even do that. So it you know, the, the, I have no problem if a kid wants to make extra money. But it's not as long as it's not to the point where these kids are making almost a million dollars or whatever, because then it gets out of control. I well, mean, there should be certain guidelines to try to make a little extra money and all that. But and it, I'll be honest, I'm I'm against paying athletes in college because 
They're already they're already getting paid with their college education and that's, all that stuff. That's what I know the drawback. I know the drawback is well, the colleges are making money off them. That's that is correct. But you know what? You're getting an education that could, at some schools could be for four years, two hundred fifty thousand dollars paid for if, if I, you play the major sports. And I hear you loud and clear. And, and as always, my thanks for the call. Uh, we're talking this morning about the situation with with this whole new movement to let kids. Uh, basically get paid for endorsing products while they're on college scholarship at uh, at the NCAA. All right, let me take a pause. John Minko has your update this morning. Uh, and when we come back, I'll go right to your calls at one 337 6666 You're listening to Rick Wolf and the Sports Edge on The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN New York. And we're talking this morning about uh, these two new pieces of legislation that basically would allow college athletes, college athletes on athletic scholarship, mind you, to be get paid for the commercialization of their name and likeness. Now, I got to tell you, the more I think about this, the more I discuss this with my colleagues, this is, my first instinct tells me this is going to happen. My second instinct tells me this is really going to rock the NCAA, and it's really going to, uh, quite frankly, have lots and lots of implications and complications for coaches and everybody else. Uh, there's so many ways this thing can, can go down. I understand what the athletes are saying, that they're saying, well, you know, uh, I, I get a full scholarship if you're playing basketball or football, but uh, and t- entails, entails taking care of uh, college tuition, books, room and board, so on and so forth. But I'm working there. I'm working 40 hours a week, basically, going to football practice or basketball practice. I don't have a chance to make any extra money. So if somebody wants to pay me to help endorse one of their products, uh, what's wrong with that? Uh, after all, I, can't, I don't have the time to get a part-time job like my other college classmates. Okay, I understand that, but first of all, understand that, yeah, if you're, um, if you're Zion Williamson, and I realize, of course, he's no longer a Duke, but if he was a Duke, I mean, he was a big, big deal. If somebody came to him and said, we want you to endorse our local car dealership, or we want you to endorse our pizza shop, or we want you to do this or that, yeah, but for the 99.9% of all college athletes who aren't Zion Williamson, who aren't a big name, this is going to have no impact whatsoever. It's just going to benefit those kids who already are on the fast track to become, you know, superstar professional athletes. It's complicated. What happens? Here's a situation like uh, I can foresee this kind of situation, conversation happening in not too distant future. Hey, Pete, uh, how come you weren't at practice today? You know, we have a big game uh, this Saturday and today's practice was an important one for the entire team and you weren't there. Coach, I think you must have forgot. Today was the day the local car dealership was taking photos of me. You know, they, they're paying me decent bucks just to hang out with their new cars and to pose with them. It's really a great gig. Coach doesn't understand. Come on, Coach. Uh, thanks to that new law being passed, I can now make some decent coin and still play college ball. I don't have to worry about paying the bills. It's all good. Coach says, well, I guess so, but what about practice? What about the team? What comes first in your life? I mean, it's just getting complicated, and... and um, well, let's talk about this. Let's go back to our callers. Let's go to uh, let's go to our friend Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Jack, what's your take on all this? Rick, um, you know what? Let's just go back to the '60s. This is getting crazy. It's getting nuts. Um, I, I'm I'm against it. You know, I remember a report a couple couple years back 
Um, the football players at Northwestern, we talked about this. The football yes. players at Northwestern yeah. they wanted the, the university. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to form a union and get paid by the university for playing. Right. Now, like Ed said, like Ed said, and you just mentioned, you know, these guys are on scholarship. All those other students that are not on scholarship, they're paying. You know, like like you and your and, and your son and and others. You know, when you leave there, when you leave college, you just don't walk away. You got to pay back hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. Yep. You know, so these scholarships once again are tax free. <laughs> You're not paying tax on the sixty thousand for tuition and the other twenty five thousand for room board and books and meals and everything else. So. You know, they better think twice. And getting back to the endorsement thing, you know, it's a fine line. I just took this NCAA test. And like uh, like Ed said about his nephew wanting to do lessons, right? that's doing something related to your sport. Now, if he went and gave soccer lessons, he'd be perfectly okay. But giving baseball lessons, you know what? He can't do it. But if he was to work in a camp in the summer teaching baseball – getting paid by a, uh, a franchise or a business such as, you know, Nike does the baseball camps in the summer. I work for them in the summer. I do softball and baseball camps for Nike. They, if they were to, if they was to work for Nike, they could pay him outright. But once again, he's also getting paid a check, and he's also getting paid. He also has to pay taxes on that. So, you know, there's so many different things going on here. You know, plus a lot of these great athletes, you know, they have these other avenues to earn money. And, you know, they're they're not exactly the avenues that are wide open for everybody to know and understand if you know the drift I'm taking right now. But it's a it's a crazy world. I'm I'm strictly against it, you know, but if you think about the kid being endorsed by the car dealership, it has nothing to do with his sport. So would the NCAA consider him a pro? I, I mean, that's the whole thing about amateur pro. I'm telling you, it, I mean, it, the, the one of the concerns is, okay, who, who oversees all this? What kind of restrictions do you put on this? Uh, who, what, what are the penalties? Uh, I mean, it's a really, it has to be really – it's a great idea. Hey, here's a way for kids to make extra cash. But once you get down to the nitty-gritty, Jack, you got to sort of figure all these things out, and, and it's complicated. I know, you know, uh, for some years – I had heard, uh, and perhaps you as well, that you know college kids would be given football tickets so that they could you know, basically say, here are your tickets to the game. If you don't go, you can sell them. I mean, it's sort of an underhanded way of doing this, but it's a way for the, for the college athletes to make a few extra well, bucks. I'm glad you brought that up. It is, it's, and, I've, and I've witnessed that. So, you know, and, and we're not talking about, you know, schools like, you know, Notre Dame and Miami and, and the Big Ten schools. You're not talking about selling a ticket for $25 either, you know. You're no. talking about selling tickets for hundreds of dollars, you know. And, you know, and a kid, if they were to sell their tickets, they could make thousands of dollars on a game because I, I think they get, like, six tickets a game, you know. And, you know, here, let's just say Notre Dame's playing Georgia last night. Look at that game. How much do you think one of those tickets went for? So. Okay. It's, think it's, about the extra money. They, they better think twice about what they're doing. But the one good thing, I think, and I'm not a big NCAA fan, 
it might fade the NCAA out of the picture. Well, that's so, that's that's you know, most people are saying. Uh, and Jack, thank you as always for your thoughts. I'll talk to you. You're more soon. than welcome, Rick. Thank you. And, and to Jack's point, you know, a lot of people are sort of saying, "Well, this all happens." And of course, the NCAA is filing all sorts of documents trying to protest and uh, keep these, these this new laws from happening in California, and presumably also in New York State. But the NCAA, people are saying, well, what is the purpose of the NCAA? How, how, do we really even need them? You know, with the Power Five football conferences and stuff, do we really need the NCAA to, to even be involved anymore? And if that happens, I mean, then it gets to be a real sort of uh, disorganized chaos as to who runs the show and what, what the rules are and so on and so forth. It is complicated stuff, all because the younger generation says, why can't we cash in if uh, if we're playing college sports, why can't we get some paid uh, some paydays if we want to sell our likeness or use our face or our name has nothing to do with jeopardizing our college scholarship. It's just a way to make some extra cash. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Rockland County. And Bill is standing by Bill. Good morning. You're on WFAN. Good morning. Hey, Rick. First, I want to say your father was fabulous. And when you look yourself in your mirror, you know that your dad is looking down on you very proud because you do a great job, a great service. Uh, I was a college athlete uh, in uh, community college, yeah. co-captain of the basketball team, and they reached out to me, the athletic department, to pay me $2.35 an hour in the 1970s to hand out tennis rackets, set up the cages for the baseball players in the uh, spring. Right. And I don't think there was anything wrong with that, but the athletic department knew me and offered me an opportunity to make a minimum wage to hand out. Now, obviously, that's not a, a, about what your big topic is, about making big bucks to endorse stuff, but I just wanted to let you know that uh, it, it's gone on for a while, and, and I don't see that that's an NCAA violation. Bill, I and I also uh, recall back when I was in college that, uh, yeah, I mean, the, they routinely the, the athletic department would hire athletes a minimum wage to hand out doing sort of, uh, you know, gopher-type jobs, and there was no conflict. Nobody had a concern with that. Uh, it wasn't because we were getting paid uh, in violation of the NCAA. I guess it was all in the up and up. But uh, there are all these – it's almost as though these the situations sort of depend on what's going down. Like when Ed uh, earlier had called and said he had a nephew who was a college baseball player, but he couldn't – he wouldn't be allowed to coach or give – of baseball lessons because that was an extension of the university and that was the concern and may violate NCAA rules. But as the Jack said, but if the, if the kid was giving soccer lessons, which was not his sport, then it would be okay. It gets very, very, very complicated. Yeah, well, so, Rick, Rick I, I, I see what Ed's saying. And, and, you know, good, good for the university, better safe than sorry with yep. the NCAA. But I, I also think that 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 kind of uh, is ridiculous that, well, <laughs> uh, that wasn't allowed. <laughs> I, I hear you, Bill, uh, and, and thank you for your very, very nice sentiments about my dad. Uh, obviously, I miss him every day, but thank you for your thoughts, Bill. I appreciate the call. Uh, and, and, you know, I just want to follow up on that for a second. You know, I had a conversation last night with my son-in-law, uh, Noah Savage, who's been a guest on the show. Uh, Noah was an all-Ivy basketball player at, uh, at Princeton about 10 years ago, a terrific uh, three-ball specialist, and now he does uh, uh, on-air work for ESPN covering college basketball. And, and he was one of the, the beneficiaries. You remember that Ed O'Bannon case a few years ago 
where there was a video game, a video game manufacturer, and they were using the likenesses of college players. Well, one of those college players happened to be Noah at, at when he was playing at Princeton. Uh, and, and, you know, this thing eventually came out where well, the, the, uh, it was ruled uh, in the courts that the, uh, the video manufacturer had to basically reimburse the players they'd use without their permission. They'd argued that, well, if they play at a university and we have a deal with the university, we don't have to pay those kids. But in this case, there was ruled that they had to. And so Noah got a nice little uh, payment for that. Uh, and uh, he was telling me last night, I don't see what's the problem here. Because as he pointed out, and somebody else pointed out this morning, a lot of situations today are, you know, college, kids come out of college uh, with tremendous debt and they have to pay it off. We know the college debts in the trillions. It's a big, big concern. And if you're a college athlete, as Jack pointed out, you're getting free room and board if you get a full scholarship. There's not really a, a, a what, what is the drawback? All I know is it's very complicated. The younger generation sees no issue with this. And quite frankly, I, I do think this is going to happen. Uh, the question is going to be what kind of restrictions are placed on all this. All right, let me let me take a pause. Uh, after Mink's update, I'll come back. We'll go back to the topic again. Of course, give me a shout here at one 337 6666 You're listening to Rick Wolf and the Sports Edge on The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hey, we're talking this morning about uh, whether college kids should have the right to get paid, uh, you know, for endorsing products and uh, being spokesmen and to basically license their their uh, their face and name outside their college athletic scholarships. Uh, we're getting a pretty good response to this at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Now, oh, before I forget, don't be sure to check out askcoachwolf.com. We get lots and lots of traffic and readership on that website. And, uh, of course, you can always post your thoughts and comments and read what I have to say on these topics. You can also follow me on Twitter. I go to hashtag at Coach Wolf. I routinely announce my upcoming show's topic uh, on my Twitter account, usually by Thursdays. And uh, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. You know, you really ought to buy a copy for your son or daughter who plays sports. As you've heard me say many times on the show, Kids today focus so much on the physical aspects and training regarding their sports, but they rarely spend any time working on their mental preparation. And this book, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed, will definitely help them. Uh, all right, let me ask you this before we get back to the calls. Does it, if this goes through, this law, and I think it will, does the college coach have any say as to what uh, his or her athletes do with their off-the-field endorsements or deals? Uh, suppose you're a college football or basketball coach and um, uh, a gambling operation approaches one of your top players and asks uh, him or her to be a spokesman for their website or betting line. Uh, does a coach, college coach have a right to step in and say to the player, you know, I know you can do this legally, but I'm not sure it's the best way of doing this in terms of presenting the team and the college uh, if you're affiliated with a, with a fantasy league team or, or a betting operation. Does that happen? I mean, who, who puts the restrictions on the kids? How is this all sorted out? Or maybe there are no restrictions whatsoever. Let's go back to our calls. Let's go to Chris in Connecticut. Chris, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning. Uh, great topic. The Absolutely, they should get paid. Everything, all, all the rules, regs, and everything are already in place. They just need to pull them down from what professionals and then so forth are set, meaning this. Like, as far as gambling goes, 
no. It's that's that's a simple one because it can have an undue influence. Um, coach wise, they have say as far as when their players come and go and that kind of thing. If you run any everything through the college itself or the uh, NCAA, they, yeah. they they can all make their little vig off it while everybody else gets paid. Schools get reimbursed scholarship wise. But you're only talking about a real small segment overall, anyways. Well, no, we know that, make. Chris. We we know that, as I said before. You know, we're talking about the 99 percent of all the college athletes will not have any profit in this whatsoever. It only goes to the big superstars that are already, you know, probably, you know, do have agents, uh, you know, getting deals for them, and and perhaps, you know, uh, doing situations where they're perhaps they shouldn't, they are trying to violate the NCAA rules. We know a lot, so I think it's kind of like a. Something which is nice for for kids to dream about, but again, unless you're a super duper star, you're not going to see any money for a licensing or endorsement deal while you're still in college. What What are your thoughts on the like jersey sales, all that stuff? All these colleges are making insane money. The games, everything else. If you just have a a straight percentage or whatever when you sign, then it, they don't they don't get the money per se while in college. But once they get out, they get that bucket. Or they get some money that they can use for spending, like allocated, like two hundred dollars a week, that kind of thing. Chris, I, it, it, it's such a, it's such a mind-boggling concept to me. Let's go up, for example, like with T-shirts. Okay, so if a kid is playing for the uh, University of Michigan football team, uh, and and the T-shirts they're selling are just you know Michigan Go Blue and that kind of stuff, uh, and it has the kid's name on the jersey, well. Does the school retain all that revenue, or do they have to share that with the kid who's got his name on that T-shirt? I don't know how that breaks down. I don't know how that works. Uh, if, it, if the shirt does not have the kid's name on it, then the kid doesn't get any money of that. But if it's if it does have his name on it or his face, he should get something. I mean, it's it, Chris, you, <laughs> you're a sharp guy. You realize this is very complicated stuff, and I don't know how much the school or the NCAA can – regulate this and keep an eye on it. It just seems like an endless uh, situation to figure out who gets what and how much. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's as complicated as everybody wants to make it out to be because the powers that be then don't get their their fair share's worth or at least what they deem it necessary. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, like a standard 10% or whatever, you pay back the scholarships, and then after that is when it kicks in for kids earning money, if a name or a number is associated with it kind of thing. And, and then, it, you know. Those are interesting thoughts. It gets to be a very complicated, I think, accounting situation for sure. Chris, let me get some other calls. Thank you for your thoughts. Alrighty. I appreciate it. You bet. Take and, and, you know, Chris is bringing up thinking this through. Okay, what happens? You know, how does this work? Do you get payback from you know, from the uh, from the licensing deals, does it go back towards reimbursing the kid from his college scholarship? It gets complicated. Let's go to uh, Gary in Lavalette, New Jersey. Hey, Gary. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hi, Gary. Yes, Gary. Uh, yeah, I kind of understand what the guy was talking about uh, before, uh, mm-hmm. but it's all centers around uh, who can get a taste. Uh, the NCAA should get a little taste of it. it Obviously, it's going to happen. The NCAA, the college, whoever, and the kid should get the majority of the money, but they, the uh, everybody else who's involved in order to make this kid a college athlete should get a taste. Once that happens, it'll be smooth. I I just believe that. I think it's, and you know what's going to happen. So it's business as usual. 
Well, Gary, here's the problem. Let's put, let me put this down this way. All right, so you're 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 a sports parent, and your son is on the uh, on a college Division One football team, and and uh, he sees that the starting quarterback is getting all these licensing and endorsement deals because the kid is uh, a starting QB. Okay, your son is yes. a backup quarterback, and because he's not getting any playing or starting time, he doesn't get any of these deals. So the the parent, the father, and the kid is thinking to the coach. You know, you're costing me money because if my kid was a starter, then he would get all these other licensing and endorsement deals. And you're not, you're not doing that. I can't. You're, you're, you're basically costing my kid money because you're not starting him. I can see that situation yeah, not, happening. You know, so I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you because the the the, uh, the really good athletes get the accolades. There's no no doubt about it. If your guy your guy's second string, it really really doesn't matter because. It's it's everything is centers around money, and if it, your your kid is not as good as the other kid, yet that the other get, kid gets the money. Well, what I was alluding to is that fact that when uh, when this become, is a business, going to be everything's a business. Yes, this the the, the kid who, who has the ability and can perform should get the prize. That's all. That's exactly what happens in in war, in world, in business, I, no matter what. I, and so, as a result, wait a minute. Yeah. As a result, as a result, the NCAA should get a little piece of the action. The kid, let's say the guy, the endorsement what? is like two hundred thousand dollars. Gary, the college. Let me stop you there. Why should the NCAA get any part of the action on this? This has nothing to do with the NCAA. They're getting big bucks. You know, from the TV contracts from for basketball and football, why do they get in part of of a kid's uh, endorsement deal? Because they are part of the entire uh, situation. You know, it's like a just picture that any business where yeah. where there's, there's there's a pyramid, it, it keeps going down. If they don't get something, they're going to bitch about it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. That's all right, but so I'm saying, I hear you. But so that's what I'm saying. I think to your point. This is a business because what's going to happen is as, 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 as kids go through this and the kids who are anointed as stars by the, the college's uh, uh, publicity machine, they're the ones sure. who are going to attract all the attention from the endorsers and everything else. If, if that right. kid gets beaten out for his job or he's not good enough and somebody takes a spot, you know, that's going to cause a disruption. Uh, it's going to cause real concerns as to who, who's getting paid what. It, it really sends a very difficult, complicated message, and it just makes the coach's job that much more difficult to keep all these kids happy because, you know, the, the kid, the kid on the, uh, who's, the, who's the star, presumably, he's getting all this extra income. The kid who's sitting behind him gets nothing. It's really weird. It's, it gets very, very dicey, and it really gets right to the core of, like, well, we're a team. Are we all together? Well, we're a team. But and Gary, thank you for the call. Are we a team, or because he gets paid money because he's a starter? I think this is very complicated stuff. Uh, as I said before, it gets complicated in terms of what happens of who, uh, you know, the coaches uh, can they basically tell a kid, no, I don't want you being a spokesman for this particular company because I think it's going to get complicated. I mean, it, it's 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 got to be really well thought out and really sort of well-defined. And I know that, you know, uh, another thing, too, quite frankly, is that, let's be honest, most of the, the university's athletic programs do not make money. Big-time programs, not all of them make money. A lot of them lose money. In fact, there was a picture in the Times uh, a couple of days ago 
Oklahoma big-time football program playing at USC in the Coliseum. And, you know, this is two big-time storied teams, and I'm looking at the photo in the Coliseum, and there's, like, nobody there. There was nobody. I'm thinking, well, maybe they took this photo, you know, two hours before game time, before they opened the gates. But, no, it was, like, in the second quarter, and there was nobody at the game. How can that be? I mean, that, that spoke volumes to me. And I've heard for years now that a lot of the big-time programs like, like Florida State and football, you know, they have a hard time getting kids to go, people to come to the home games. Because for a reason, they've either lost interest or they're watching the game on TV or they're streaming it. But I really think there's, the, 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 there's concerns about the golden goose here with college sports, and maybe it's going away. Let me take a quick call from Louie. He's been waiting a long time. Louie, good morning. You're on the fan. Hi, Rich. How are you? Louie, I'm good. What do you, what do you got for me? Well, what I think is this. I think that the players should be paid, but it should be distributed amongst the whole, all the team players on the team. Ah. Uh, maybe, maybe the guy that's getting the enforcement gets 20%, and the other 80% is distributed between all the, all the team players on the, on the team. Louis, that's, a, that's, that's a good idea, and uh, because I do think that if we're concerned about kids – you know, one team unity, whatever, that might make sense if he said, okay, we got a star player here, but all my guys, all my teammates, all my buddies, we're all going to share in, in my ability to get a few bucks for you. So that would make a lot of sense to me. And I think, because I do think this is going to happen. I do think this is going to go through, but that would be the right thing to do for, for any college athlete to say, okay, I'm lucky. Somebody's giving me a big bucks here to endorse their product, but I'm going to share it with all my teammates. I think that makes a lot of sense, Louie, and I, I, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank, thank you for that. Appreciate it. You know, and I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. Once this, this whole process goes forth, and as I said, I do think it's going to go forth, uh, I, I think we're going to have to figure out a way to get around all the unforeseen uh, circumstances, plot this out carefully, give it some time to work it through, and then figure out, okay, what makes the most sense in terms of all the kids on the team, uh, what works for the coaching staff, what works for everybody involved in this, because it gets, um, it could really backfire in a major way. And as I said, uh, the NCAA is going to have to really think this through. Uh, if they want to re- remain viable and stay in the picture, they got to make sure they know what they're doing. All right, let me take a, take a pause. When I return, I'll go back to your calls at one 337 6666 and back here on the Sports Edge, uh, we're talking about this movement, which is, I think, is going to happen. We're, we're college athletes, college athletes who are on uh, athletic scholarship are now demanding that they get paid. Uh, any endorsement deals come up for them where they can license their name and their likeness. Uh, and um, it's very, very complicated. A lot we've heard this morning from a lot of different callers about, you know, how this could backfire or go, go sideways. But I do think it's going to happen. The question is, uh, who's going to oversee all this? Is it going to be done by the individual universities, by, by compliance officers, by the NCAA? Is the NCAA still going to be involved in any of this? Because they're getting more and more marginalized uh, by the big conferences. Very interesting stuff. How does it play out at the grassroots level in terms of kids on university or college teams? If they get some money for a licensing deal, do they share it with their teammates? Do they keep it all for themselves? Uh, do sports parents come and tell the college coaches, you know, if my kid were getting more starting or playing time, he'd get licensing money instead of the kid who's getting it now. Very, very complicated, and it goes in a lot of different directions. Let's continue with our callers at Mike out of East Rockaway. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. 
Good morning, Rick. Long time no speak. Been yeah. listening to your show, you know, uh, many, many years on a Sunday. Rick, uh, interesting, and I always make it quick. Uh, a complicated issue. The athletes, uh, the, the teams that bring and generate millions to the universities, I think they're entitled to uh, get a part-time job, endorse something. But then again, you said, Rick, licensing, endorsement. Uh, I think the NCAA is, is a corrupt system uh, overall, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they deserve a chance because what do they get? Uh, they get uh, a scholarship, but uh, everything else is uh, on their own. They, they have an opportunity and should receive that opportunity to, um, to make some money uh, on certain uh, issues, you know? Mike, I you know you had kids who played college ball, and and uh, you know it's 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 an interesting concept. As I said uh, earlier in the show, uh, I think this go breaks down along generational uh, avenues, meaning that the people sure. who are older say, no, 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 you don't want to ever blur the line between being a pro and being an amateur. But the younger right. kids are saying, what's the difference? I mean, you know, uh, this we all we don't want to end up out of college with a lot of college debt. This is a way maybe to make a few extra bucks if we're working. Uh, and a D1 program at a, as a college athlete, we don't have any time to make extra money. So this is the way to cash in whatever fame and fortune we may have. It's it's um, it's without a doubt, stuff, Rick. Without you know? a doubt. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And Rick, uh, I'll let you go. Uh, dad, I know uh, someone mentioned, uh, and you, your dad, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My father, I miss him every day. Would have been ninety-one three years past. He met your dad oh in the early sixties. Well, and uh, today I'm going to Long Beach, and I'm going to bring. I read it. I'm going to bring the copy of Harvard Boys because there's a few chapters I want to reread. And, uh, Rick, uh, all the best to you and your show and what you do. Mike, thank you, as always, for being such a loyal fan. I, I greatly appreciate your thoughts. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Rick. All the best. Thank you, you bet. Take care. And, and, and just to, to sort of wrap up this, this issue, because it is so complicated, and as I said, uh, in fact, I think it was Jack Smithlin who mentioned earlier, a few years ago, uh, the athletes, football players at Northwestern were trying to start a union, uh, which was sort of headed in this direction. Uh, it wasn't as specific as I recall about licensing deals, but clearly it was heading towards this. And now we have this uh, bill, which has basically uh, been pretty much um, universally embraced in California. It's now waiting, I believe, for uh, Governor Newsom to sign it into law, but it would allow college kids to do endorsement deals uh, while they're in school. Uh, of course, a lot of complications, implications. If this does happen, it would certainly give all the colleges in California a tremendous advantage. All those coaching programs, coaches would have a chance to, it's a big recruiting advantage to say, you can come to school in California and do an endorsement deal if you're a star. Um, it, and we also know there's some action here in New York State to do a similar thing. Uh, and we'll see if that gets any traction here in New York State. Part of that bill is to say that the athletes would get 15% of all revenues that uh, the university they play for, uh, what they generate. But we know, as I said, a lot of universities, most of them don't make any money. So it gets complicated. I, 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 just, I just don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, I do think it's going to happen. But as I said, it's going to be difficult to figure out how this works, who gets paid, what, how, you know, is, if you're competing against the kid, uh, and that kid gets the nod to be the starter, you know, and, and he gets all the uh, the accolades and gets all the endorsement deals, you're going to feel like, well, I'm as good as he is, or I'm as good as she is. How come I'm not getting more money out of this thing? It, it's it's um, it's really going to be interesting. And, of course, it puts pressure on the coaches 
to say, well, I'm not sure you really want to be involved. Uh, you really want to be involved with uh, endorsing that operation or that company or that name? Is that something you want to attach to your likeness? Is that a good fit for you? I mean, this is, yeah, you can see where I'm going with this. It's, it's complicated. Will it happen? Yeah, I do think it's going to happen. Is it going to be something that we're going to be proud of? I just don't know. Uh, and again, this is going to start to take place and gain more and more momentum in the next few uh, next couple of years, if not sooner. Uh, again, we'll see how this plays out. And it may also mean nothing. It may go nowhere because only so few kids actually benefit from this in the long run. Uh, again, something to talk about as we see this progresses uh, in, in the months and years to come. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. Uh, my thanks this morning to Antonio Grillo. Please stick around for the morning line. That is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.